0: Hello guys, this is Anthony here and I'm joined by my co-host Ryan and this is the big brain chungus podcast Ryan Have you heard our girl our lovely lady our queen got arrested? Yes, I have I've seen a lot of news about it Yeah, I- I'm curious to hear your thoughts so I Didn't quite follow The whole thing Because I was protesting for um, reproductive rights and she got arrested along with a couple of other uh, House members. And I guess the right wing picked it up because she didn't have her hands in handcuffs. So they were saying, I guess Fox News was saying that she she was to be arrested because she had her hands behind her back while she was being escorted away uh, by the cops. So did, did you hear anything about it?
1: Yes, that's kind of my my understanding, too. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, obviously it's a publicity stunt. That's the whole point of an event like that, right? Uh, I mean, I'm glad that you went out protesting. that's that's nice. I think um I think it's just reflexive, personally speaking, if cops are going to escort you, you put your hands behind your back. so i don't I don't think it was intentional or she was trying to because she I think of the in the actual video, she waves to everybody, then she puts her hands behind her back like, to make it easier. I think it's just something you do, right? If a cop is moving you, uh,
0: they're trying to make it a whole thing of how, you know, it's, she's just making it up. They're trying to attack her credibility. To be honest, it seems like kind of a nothing burger, kind of seems like another tan suit uh, kind of situation where, I don't know if you remember, Fox News was just, Running stories all day because uh, Obama back in 2008 or 2009 wore a tan suit to go meet with some world leaders, and they're like, "This is absolutely unbelievable, harming the integrity of the presidency." But luckily, we don't have to uh, worry about harming the integrity of the presidency anymore because that's yeah, that's you know, dead. Yeah, that's already that's already been figured out. We uh we we now know that the uh, presidency has no integrity yeah yeah that i
1: mean it's uh, that reminds me of the story of obama doing another publicity stunt where he goes out to a restaurant uh, in dc and he orders a hamburger and he asks for some dijon mustard and they go like oh i can't believe he's ordering dijon mustard who would you you know that's too posh that's too rich
0: dijon mustard is 48 cents more expensive (laughs) than the next dijon mustard brand the these elites are rubbing their wealth in your face. Yeah, you can, with get, mustard fancy two, you can get mustard for two nineteen in the grocery store. Yeah. And Dijon Mustard is three. I, I get
1: all my mustards from Chick-fil-A. I just take w- the free samples, all, all the all the mustards out there, and I just mix it and I keep it in home. And I, I you know, it's like a nothing burgers thing. It's just something to show that these politicians are out of touch. But I, I, it's it's a real thing to focus on.
0: I mean, inflation's pretty crazy, so that's how I get all my condiments. I'm the guy that just walks into a gas station and just stuffs my pockets with napkins, straws, uh, utensils, ketchup packets, and everything. And I've only been caught like once or twice. Well,
1: I think that's worth it. I mean, to talk about inflation a bit, I know that's been in everyone's mind lately as the prices are going up. There is some good news. Um, uh, It looks like inflation has peaked. Don't um, come at me if I'm wrong, but according to all the very smart people, they're saying that uh, the Wall Street Journal is reporting that inflation has peaked and should be going down the next couple of months.
0: Oh, awesome. I mean, how much was your last grocery bill? Because, dude, I know I'm getting old because I'm very conscious of the grocery bill. I didn't I don't even feel like I bought that much. And my grocery bill was two hundred dollars. And I'm used to having like an 80 to to $100
1: grocery Oh, but you go to Whole Foods, so no, you, I buy, don't. You, no. you buy like asparagus water and whatever the
0: fuck I, you can find there. This is not true. I'm not bougie enough. I I go to a, I, I go to like a stop and shop, basically. Okay. Like I go to like a, a normal, normal grocery store. I didn't even buy anything fancy. I just bought like vegetables, meats, and, you know, rice and stuff. And it was 200 bucks.
1: Yeah, well, I will tell you that I usually buy my stuff online and I order it to my house. That way, I can like keep track of how much I'm spending.
0: Oh, you like uh, utilizing all the Amazon slave labor to you know? Well, they're
1: not the only people. Grocery stores too, like your local ones. Some of them have online services where they do same day delivery. Like they have a giant truck that just moves around dropping groceries at people's houses. Maybe I'm old fashioned,
0: but I just something about going into the store, picking what I want. You know, I'm I'm old. We're I, uh, not
1: all basically retired and have that much time, Anthony. Some of us, you know, time is important. Who work <laughs> real jobs, so we need to make as much of our. Free- no, I'm joking. I love going to the grocery store too. Okay, I'm I'm exactly like you. But every now and then, like you don't want to order um, toilet paper or paper towels. You don't have to go to the grocery store to like see it, right? I, I agree for fruits and vegetables, yeah, and meat.
0: Well, I feel like I we should. Remember during COVID, uh, everyone invested in bidets. I feel like uh, really need to do that. Yeah, what do you mean? That was a whole thing. You know, everyone was buying bidets and you know the stuff that like shoots water. Oh yeah, yeah, yourself, I see because of the know, of toilet shortage. paper yeah, shortage. Yes. Everybody,
1: everybody agreed that the toilet paper factory wouldn't be operating anymore forever for the foreseeable future. So that we must conserve Become our like rare resource. Beans. Yeah,
0: our rare toilet paper resource that I was about to deplete. We we really are becoming slowly more like the Europeans, or Good, maybe the Europeans should. are becoming more like us.
1: I mean, have you been to Europe? I mean, if you go to Europe, you go to your local. You know that we live in a very different uh, reality than Europeans because every time I've been to Europe, and I haven't been there in years, um, the, the the everything is tiny. Like the apartments are tiny, the hotels are tiny, the everything people are is- tiny. Yeah, yeah, no, they're probably taller than us because they're probably healthier. But the whole place, it's just, it's a very different experience. And what I really hate about Europe, every single time you sit down, you have to deliberately ask them to give you water that's
0: not carbonated. Oh, that's awesome. I love carbonated water. Why? Because, what do you mean? Why why does anybody like carbonated water? I'm drinking bubbly water right now. Really? So good. Okay interesting it's, uh, it's better than drinking soda come on no I agree. I agree i agree i'm, just, water not, I'm is... just
1: not sophisticated as you whole food chopping anthony here okay i'm just i'm just I one mean, of the plebs i guess i i don't know I, I don't know too much about them waters well but, I, go ahead no uh, i'm just thinking about about europeans have you heard about this other thing the republicans have been uh, talking about lately yeah. we didn't even know about this It's actually some of our more conservative leaning friends kind of mentioned it to us um
0: yeah, so, I, I was going to say, like, we are, America is amazing. We've been exporting our right-wing brain melt just everywhere. Like, it's it's so odd how, uh, like, conservatives in Europe are starting to talk like conservatives in America.
1: That's true. That's true. I mean, I just listened to a segment about from another podcast where so they're talking about how QAnon is going really big in Japan which is kind of interesting to me.
0: Jeez, Well, yeah, it, lovely. It,
1: it, but let's talk about these. I, duck I, farmers. I, Have you been paying attention to this?
0: So we, we did talk about it briefly. Um, I am just shocked because it just seems like uh, was the right wing, you know, were the Republicans in the right wing? So internationalist? like were they always coordinating with other conservative parties in other countries? Because, This uh, this whole Dutch farmers thing and really the past few, uh, you know, right wing scandals or things that the right wing media has picked up have really been getting covered all over the country. I mean, all over the world Uh, like this. So there was some uh, Dutch far right woman who is uh, was on Tucker Carlson recently talking about the Dutch farm protests. So to give a little background. Basically, what's going on is the Netherlands is trying to cut its uh, carbon emissions or um, you know some type of emission for uh, climate change, essentially. So they're trying to uh, reduce the amount of pollutants. and the Netherlands actually exports is the number two exporter in the world for food. So the Netherlands is about the size of its it's between the size of West Virginia and Maryland. So, a country the size of Maryland produces as much food, almost as much food as the United States exports. that that, that that's pretty insane. They use no, I'm, I'm, I'm about
1: a third, to be fair. It's like seventy um, metric tons or whatever of food, but still a lot. It's the second highest in the world. I mean, America's it's a, a tiny only... country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For its size, that's what's impressive.
0: So. This uh, th- basically, the Netherlands is trying to follow EU guidelines, so they have to restrict the amount of pollutants and the amount of fertilizer uh, that these Dutch farmers are using to grow crops. Um, I've heard that apparently the government did like forty billion dollars or forty billion euros to um, you know help these farmers switch and adjust, but I think. It would be helpful if we have our our Jimmy play the video, and you just hear it straight from the mouth of the far right uh, organizer or the leader of these uh, Dutch farmers.
1: Yeah, and just just to talk a little bit more before we play the video, I mean, it, it's it's important to mention why this is an issue too for the right wing. It's because they're trying to make their argument that this global um, any this global warming. Um, uh issue is linked to the elites trying to control and starve us out right? Yes. so they're using this as a backdrop to push a kind of a european nationalistic uh, supremacist agenda that's trying to highlight that uh all these global warming things are fake it's just being used against us even though we're going through record heat waves in the in america right now um even though we have multiple animals going to extinction even though the overwhelming evidence says otherwise they're trying to say it's all bullshit you can't trust the scientists scientists are liars this is being used to um to starve us out and un- and economically um disadvantage us and the chinese don't care about this they're going to go full steam ahead while we're being soy boy cooked and uh, slowing down our production
0: It's funny, uh, Matt Walsh, who works for the Daily Wire, he's an idiot. He's a right-wing grifter. Probably, like, a fascist. Um, He, I thought it was funny, he made a tweet talking about the ozone layer, being like, oh, isn't it kind of strange how in the 90s they were talking about the ozone layer and then suddenly they shut up about it? And what's funny, ozone layer, is... Some of our older listeners might remember that there was a hole in our ozone layer. Really bad. Uh, you don't. It's really bad to have holes in your atmosphere uh, because space is really dangerous and violent and radioactive. And the reason why we had a hole in the ozone layer is because we were using like hairspray that had CFCs, I, I believe. And what's great about this little story is basically all the countries of the world Coordinated to ban CFCs uh, so that they wouldn't rip a hole in the ozone layer, and then the ozone layer repaired itself, and we solved the problem. Imagine that we had a yeah, climate a- catastrophe; we responded to it exactly how we should have, and it fixed itself.
1: It's a classic example of like uh, science driving policy, equal, uh, you know, becoming a solution that actually works and fixes the problem. And there's, you know, they know that none of their viewers has any sense of history. So might as well just, because listen, they have a kind of mantra that they use that uh, scientists predicted A didn't happen, B happened. Scientists, like they keep trying to do this, you know, famously with the global cooling. Um, a lot of scientists earlier on predicted that would go through a phase of global cooling. And they're using this constantly as like, oh, now they're saying global warming. I guess the sci- we shouldn't be listening to the scientists. You remember those vaccines? that they used yeah though you know covid's fake too we can't trust science. there's always been a constant war on science it's been waged by the right and it was it was originally started from um big tobacco's war on uh, cigarettes gives you cancer so they had a deliberate uh, motive financial motive, to undermine the scientific community and that just co- constantly you know has continued to our own era so liberals you know and left generally believe in science and scientists, and we give them a lot of faith and um, we deference. While the right sees science as this plot by Satan, you know, to undermine our faith in the church and creationism and um, you know, sugar and all this stuff. And they they, they say, their argument is that the liberals are using science to push policies that's going to you know disadvantage people. But you, I think we're ready for the Jimmy. You got the episode booted up. All right, everybody, listen to this.
0: What exactly is this about and what do you think that it means?
2: Well, very simple, Tucker. What this is about is the Dutch government stealing our farmers' land. And they're doing this under the guise of a made-up nitrogen crisis AND THAT IS BASICALLY GOING TO PUT MOST OF THESE FARMERS COMPLETELY OUT OF BUSINESS. AND THANKFULLY THE DUTCH FARMERS AREN'T HAVING IT. SO THEY'RE GOING OUT ON THE STREETS, THEY'RE BLOCKING DISTRIBUTION CENTERS, THEY'VE BLOCKED THE HIGH ROADS, they are FIGHTING BACK. And they're right to do so. These, this is their life's work. They're really at their wits' end. They're devastated by what the government is doing. And, well, it's very clear that the government is not doing this because of a nitrogen crisis. They're doing this because they want these farmers' land and they want it to house new immigrants. They also want it because the farmers are obviously standing in their way of the great reset plans that they have for us. So, yeah, farmers are working.
1: I got a pause right there. Did you hear that a great reset?
0: Yeah, I think that's from the World Economic Forum or Davos or something like that, that post-COVID uh, we're going to change the entire economic order.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a continuing uh, talking point by them. Okay.
2: God-fearing and especially self-sufficient people that are just standing in the way of their globalist agenda. And it's driving a lot of these farmers even to something like suicide. So. Really, there's only one term that we can use for the things that our government under Premier Mark Rutte is doing right now, and that is communism.
0: Oh, wow. So, (laughs) messing with a food supply tends to cause food crises and then famines. You're seeing this in the developing world thanks to climate activism and the war in Ukraine. Are normal Dutch citizens who aren't farmers worried about what happens when you shut the farms down?
2: Absolutely. They understand it. No farmers, no food. And that's why the farmers have blocked these distribution centers because within a matter of a couple of hours, we saw that the supermarkets were empty. And ordinary citizens understand this. The problem is that the state doesn't seem to understand this or it's what they want. And the police have responded in an incredibly violent way. So as you guys have seen now, they have even shot at a 16-year-old boy. These are not things that you should see in free Western countries, especially not targeted to...
1: Yeah, you never see a police officer shoot at young people in America. <laughs> ne- that has ne- never happened. Fam-
0: famously, police are well known for not shooting at people.
1: This is yeah, so I, I love I, how I,
0: what happened to blue lives matter. They I it's funny to see the right wing kind of uh turn on police a little bit. At least the but anyways, uh, well, it's European finish. police, you know. <laughs> they they don't count. Yeah
2: towards peaceful protesters but it's happening and not just the dutch people everyone around the world and especially you in america should be supporting our dutch farmers because well this could be happening to you it's actually the very reason why i'm wearing this this handkerchief right now it's become the symbol of these farmers resistance and they're doing it so courageously and they have the manpower to do it so they really deserve your full support
0: we should be worried about the big things, and the food supply is the biggest thing. So th- I appreciate that explanation. Even for our Dinger book. Thanks so much for joining us. Okay, oh, there you go. There oh you my go. goodness, there was so much that was such a juicy segment. I just I gotta say, first off, I love that it's like they are destroying the farms to steal their land give it to immigrants uh to bring about communism to starve everyone and when they started doing these restrictions the supermarkets were empty of food
1: yeah yeah you know and, and i think that just perfectly interlaced uh interlaced with what's going on in Sri lanka too i mean both crises have been kind of reported as the same thing you know failed uh, failed policies by a government to deal with global warming, you know, which would cause artificial charges, which leads to mass starvation. And, and you know, so you see this as part of this argument that they're trying to um, enshrine in the viewers. That, as,
0: uh, as if uh, the Earth being on fire would not harm food production.
1: Well, that's not going to happen in their world, right? That doesn't exist. It's the only thing that exists is, you know, global warming is a hoax, according to them. So... They see this as a complete uh, nothing's murder, you know, a deliberate attempt. But, you know, I think the Sri Lanka one is kind of interesting, too, because what happened in Sri Lanka, which is being reported, at least how the Wall Street Journal reports, is that the country got into massive debt and they ran out of money. And they used their uh, money mostly to import food, as you see in a lot of countries. I mean, even Egypt has to import food from Ukraine. A lot a of lot de- of
0: developing countries have to. And and just to make a note, Sri Lanka is off the coast of India. It's a, it's a pretty large island. Yeah, looks like, like a jewel,
1: like a sapphire shape, almost in the southeast. It's yeah, pretty large. And um, you see this. So what you know, they the global economic system kind of fucked Sri Lanka. They ran ran up a bunch of debt, and they couldn't sustain it, uh, so the leaders kind of fled the country with all their stuff and went to Switzerland, while they left the people to kind of fend for themselves. So the people, you know, rioted. As we talked many times, you only see, you know, systems blow up like that is when food, the, the staple product, becomes um, too expensive for normal people, where they start erupting in um, mass protests in that way. Yeah, so, you know, even the Russian Revolution and the, what happened in Egypt, very similar, too. But yeah, they ran out of, um, uh, and then, you know, there's a real reasons why countries, uh, especially the developing world, are forced to pre- uh, don't have enough sustainable food. A lot of it has to do with how we use food as a kind of way to maintain our hegemony, right? That's why USA experts so much goddamn food compared to everybody else, is that we tell these countries, like, you produce um, the goods we want, you know, high-end luxury um ingredients or whatever and we'll trade that with you for you know grain and staple supplies and kind of makes these countries dependent upon uh the global system otherwise you know if the food runs out uh they get in trouble i mean we had a story uh, a while back about china talking uh asking their citizens to save up to six months worth of food you know because in case of a war that happens over you know taiwan the um, the people are going to need to have food and they know how food can be a faucet to control. I mean, the British kind of did the same thing too. Yes. Right. Famously with Egypt. I mean, Egypt for a bit was the breadbasket of the world. And that's why the Romans went there.
0: That's what a a lot of empires do.
1: Yeah.
0: It's pretty basic uh, stuff to know, Oh, if we control the food and the people that we're ruling over, don't uh, do what we want. We can just stop the food. That's, for example, why France, they uh, had the colony of Haiti, which did not produce very much food. It just uh, made cash crops like sugar, and all the food was grown in Louisiana. So uh, when the Haitians didn't play ball with the French, they would just cut off all the food coming from Louisiana. And then once uh, Haiti revolted against the French Empire, that's why France was... You know they didn't have a use for Louisiana, so that's why they sold it. It's like why do we why do we need this land? The whole point was to feed our colonies that we don't have anymore.
1: Yeah, but- and think of, think of India too under the British rule, right? I mean, India used to be a country that had mass starvation that killed you know millions of people. Sometimes or, or the Irish what happened to the Irish too. Uh, And a lot of this is deliberate Uh, part of colonial control uh, that the British would control the food supply in India. And as soon as the Indians got um, national self-determination, they haven't had any mass starvation since. Because, yeah,
0: I was just going to say it's just it's interesting because the way we're talking, it almost sounds like we're agreeing with what that right wing wacko said to Tucker Carlson, that, you know, they're the elites are trying to control the food supply uh that's yeah, not they're, that's they're, just
1: they're, they're, they're just scared that it might be happening to them <laughs> That's what they're, yeah. about. they're like oh god the thing we do worldwide globally no but you know i mean listen global warming is serious i don't know too much about dutch politics uh, you know i'm not gonna uh, speak too much about you know the inner workings of them but as i understand anthony pointed out they got subsidiaries to transition them and it probably wasn't implemented right but obviously it's not part of a globalist agenda to steal land away from farmers and, and fixing immigrants. <laughs> yeah, come on, you know, that's just working on the uh, the primitive natures of men, you know, uh, who are scared of being replaced, you know. So it's like probably something that harkens from the tribal era. Uh, and they're just using that as a way to frighten people because a lot of right-wing politics is be scared, be scared, they're coming for you, they're coming for your land, they're coming for your
0: and they pretty oh. much say that at the end of the segment that like yeah. they're coming for you next. It's always an attack.
1: Yes, yes. There's always a plot, which is funny because, um, oh, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's 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 like their their political interests are in line with um with the Davos crowd, right? I mean, they're just they're they're like saying the conservatives are. Yeah, yeah. That's who they. That's ultimately who owns. I mean, who you think goes to Davos? You think R- Rupert Murdoch doesn't go there? The guy who owns Fox News. You know, he probably has a probably has a chateau over there. He goes every single meeting. He, so, he's one of
0: the rich guys. Davos is where all the rich people. Probably meet.
1: Tucker Carlson. Uh, probably you know. Probably you know. He's a multimillionaire too. I'm sure his the, his friends go there.
0: Well, he's the heir to the Swanson food Forge.
1: Yeah. So he, he is
0: going to be a multimillionaire. But it's um it's funny because these Dutch farmer protests. It's uh one. It's very similar to the trucker caravans where yes you know the conservative uh activists you know organization like their whole network basically stirs these people up because you know the dutch farmers if you told them plainly hey we have to save the planet so we don't all die so we need to you know start reducing the amount of fertilizer we use on crops we grow more than enough crops to feed like half the world so maybe we need to talk a little bit, but instead, the right wing comes in, yeah, and and, and
1: and we will give you money to make up for any loss of income, right? So you're not going to lose anything that way. You're gonna you're just gonna maintain your car in life, just gonna produce less because it's bad for the environment. That's a good trade. That's less work, you know, same money. They would take it, but if yeah, as you're about to say, Anthony, go ahead. Yeah,
0: yeah, like if someone tells them that they this is literally made up, that they're literally doing this to enforce communism over the Netherlands and ultimately, uh, you know, the Western world, uh, if they believe that this is all made up in a plot by the elites to steal their land, it, like, just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Why do they have to steal their land? It's like, they're already slowly doing that. There doesn't need to, uh, like, they're they're literally just trying to prevent the the Earth from lighting up in flames and destroying our environment.
1: I think I think it has to do with when you know when you think something is a threat, okay? You uh, or it could be not a threat. Let's say something has a ten percent chance of being a threat, but ninety percent chance it's completely you know asinine. Nothing's going to happen. It's benign, or even maybe maybe help you. But I think the probability that there could be a threat is enough uh, to scare people into moving because they don't even want to handle ten percent risk that you know maybe this global warming thing is fake. So they would rather side on the side that they feel better, but that's just me that's what i think but i think we should talk about another ex-colony of um, european powers cuba with their new breakthroughs of alzheimer's and parkinson's which is kind of interesting to me
0: yeah it's funny because uh we uh i we we i don't know if we were going to talk about that other article but it's just funny that there was a bunch of billions of dollars on uh research for alzheimer's uh but in cuba you know, as you know, we need the profit motive to do anything. So can you explain to me, Ryan, how is it that Cuba was able to, because I'm sure you're aware they they developed a vaccine for lung cancer, uh, and now they've uh, created a, a new treatment for Alzheimer's and uh, Parkinson's that's much, much, much cheaper than the other treatments available.
1: Yeah, you know, as a country, be
0: doing this with no profit motive. I, I,
1: I, it's, it, I think it's uh, It's a glitch in the matrix. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> Cuba's kind of famous for um, medical developments, right? That's kind of like what they're known for. So they put a lot of money into developing stuff. And to actually, I mean, we had an article which we didn't read, but we opted not to. It was kind of interesting. It had a talk, I think, with the Goldman Sachs analysis about making medicine here in America. And, they, and the, there was basically the analyst was making the argument that, hey, actually, maybe curing stuff isn't the best for business. Because if you cure a disease, it's a one-time cash boom, and then people get cured and they'll never need it again. But if we make a treatment plan, and instead of curing something, we just treat it for a decade or potentially somebody's life, that's going to force that person to pony up a certain amount of money throughout his entire his or her entire lifetime. So you can actually see that the profit motive, the profit motive, is problematic. It hurts us exactly in a lot right. in a lot of ways. Yeah.
0: It's funny, because I know some people that might say, "Oh, that's ridiculous. They would never do that. That sounds like a conspiracy theory to say that, you know, it making institution a business would ever, you know, ever do something like that where they would arm society to make a buck, you know, instead of She's focusing going. on cures, they want to focus on treatments that which are much more profitable. You know, that sounds a little crazy. So, do you, could you, do you have anything to say that, you know, could assuage concerns of, you know, is this actually happening?
1: Well, I mean, it's, I mean, I think for them, right, if you do point out a segment, uh, a, a area where this has happened, like, you know, famously, we had that BMW article where they're talking about, um, charging people for, uh, heat, heated seats, heated yep. seats, yeah. and a
0: couple other things they want to, basically, sell, and, the equipment's going to be installed in the car. It's just that the software won't let you activate it unless you pay a fee. So that's yeah, what's love great it. is Stuff- we're basically going to be building cars that have all the features, but they're going to lock them behind paywalls. So so they be something like for they would be VLC. only something for uh, like video games or yeah, yeah know, Netflix. Exactly. But now they're bringing it to actual hard like vehicles, piece, pieces of equipment.
1: Well, because that's the game, right? It's how do you get somebody. So you know, the game is how do you get somebody to go work and then pony up some of his income or her income to uh, to, uh, to a service instead of you know buying something once. Great, but having the, it's the same reason why they you know wh- when we produce anything in this country or it's meant to break down is because um, selling the same goddamn item again, no matter how horrible it will be for the environment, it's more profitable than sending, selling it once and it works endlessly.
0: Right. That's what happened with light bulbs. Light bulbs used to last for years. There's actually a, a light bulb in, uh, that's been burning for like 120 years in some fire department in the northeast of the United States. And the reason why your light bulbs that you buy in the store nowadays, you know, after years of advancements and technology, you would assume, oh, they must last longer. But the light bulb, the industries that created light bulbs, originally they created them, they're fighting to create the longest lasting, durable light bulb, they use energy. But then they realized, if we keep making light bulbs that last forever, people aren't going to keep buying them. So the uh, light bulb manufacturers in Europe actually coordinated to create, to agree to create light bulbs that don't last so long. Even though it, it it's actually cheaper to make light bulbs last longer, it's just that it's much more profitable to sell ten light bulbs than one light bulb. And you you can even notice, you know, um, your washer dryer. Uh, older people might re- remember uh, washer dryers lasting for years. You know, they bought a washer-dryer in the 50s, and it's still working to this day with some maintenance. But nowadays, you buy a new washer-dryer, and it barely lasts two to five years. Let's think about
1: your smartphone. How many smartphones have you bought in in the last 10 years? Uh,
0: Yeah, they break after three to five years. and they get pretty shitty. And Apple has been sued for intentionally slowing down their phones, the older phones, so that they encourage you to buy a new one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's awful. But I I do I do think uh, we can go on to the more fun news. Uh, Our favorite billionaire has been on the news a lot this last month. And I think we should talk about some of those funny stories.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, So our favorite guy, Elon Musk. The biggest brain. The giggish head, the the gig giggiest Chad. He's the me- he's always posting funny memes. He he loves nine gag. He gets our Zoomer humor. He's very ironic and uh, he's hilarious. And he's going to get us to Mars. And he also- yes, no,
1: we're going to be in Mars uh, in three years. Thanks to him.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Right. right. And self-driving cars are around the corner in the next uh, 50 years. So that's going to but just, you know, damn, to- damn it's got a good point. Now, just to talk about that. Light bulb example you gave, I mean, you know, we have a huge labor charge in America. How much of that labor would be freed up if they only had to make a fucking product once and they could move on to another thing that was more economically useful, right? But you'd it's like be
0: much wealthier, we'd have yeah, more things.
1: We'd all have more money in our pockets and you'd have less people building things that are literally going to break down. They could be doing other things. We don't need to have so many people building things that are potentially going to break. It, it's not, it's just, it's not useful. It just cre- it creates waste, it creates uh, emissions. It's completely useless. but sorry, not, not, not to you know just got me heated. Let's go talk about Musk.
0: <laughs> um, so, Musk, you may know, he <clears throat> other than all his business ventures and his eccentric personality, you might also also be aware, pretty horny guy. Um, and I don't know if you're also aware, you know, uh, Kibble Musk um elon musk's brother actually dated the epstein's you know ladies
1: oh really yeah i heard about that
0: yes yeah. yeah he actually dated one of the women so it's kind of funny elon musk uh people will sometimes send pictures of him you know the photos he took with uh Ghislaine maxwell and jeffrey epstein and he'll say oh i don't know who they are I- i've you know it was just one photo at a party and It's just funny because it's like, huh, that's weird. Uh, your brother seems to know who they are. He seems to have dated one of the girls that was being trafficked. So that's a, a little strange to say that he doesn't know Jeffrey Epstein is. But regardless, Elon Musk, very horny guy. So Elon Musk, I know we heard the story previously about how he had actually had twins with one of his coworkers. So, I think Elon Musk is now at nine or 10 kids with several different women. Uh, he's got a lot of women uh, that have his children that are not married to him. Um, so,
1: yeah, because he believes this guy, believed, you know, he, he, and I love his argument here. He goes, Oh, no, I just really believe in replenishing the human race. So, <laughs> yes, I, that's why I'm doing all this infidelity and cheating and, uh, and horniness it's not because it's because i'm actually a fourth, fifth dimensional genius unlike you guys and i you know deliberately want to repopulate the planet yes. and some people believe it which is hilarious like it works some people go like oh that's pretty cool yeah that makes sense he's totally like that he thinks like in these fifth, fifth dimensional
0: ways so elon musk <laughs> he, so this is very man He has just got to learn to wear condoms Uh, At the very least, if he's going to be so horny. But he had an affair with the Google co-founder's wife. And so this guy, uh, Sergey Brin, uh, co-founded Google and he actually divorced his wife because Musk, uh, because she cheated on him with Musk. And Musk actually uh, apparently he got on his hands and knees and begged this guy for forgiveness. And, uh, and by the way the guy, <laughs> yeah. the, guy,
1: the, the guy loaned him. Yeah. The guy loaned him $500,000 for Tesla at the very beginning when he was running into financial trouble. Isn't Which it isn't that
0: maybe the it, reason why he begged him for forgiveness.
1: In, in 2008, yeah, uh, the guy provided him $500,000. Think about that. Think about how fucked that is. The guy has no and, loyalty.
0: And he's yeah, I know that's very fucked up. I mean Elon Musk is not a good dude.
1: Also $500,000 is a little bit cheap. I mean you can find it on Google. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he can pony up more. Maybe that's why.
0: That's probably why. Uh, that's
1: how we, 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 we
0: figured it out. We <laughs> figured it out. All right, it's not much of a news story anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, we but I mean, I mean, we, I mean, he has other uh, really horny segments. Other than that, I mean, uh, it was also the story about his dad that came out, which is fucking weird. Um, I
0: know one, his father's so, his his whole family's weird.
1: Yeah, we had two stories about his father, right? One story was that his father wants to sell his sperm or people asking to buy his sperm from him so they can produce genius musks of their own, which is is really strange. I love, like,
0: eugenics has not gone away. Like, we totally, fully still believe in eugenics. We just can't talk about it because, like... What, yeah whatever so well, there's you a know, whole
1: se- there's a whole segment of the ultra right that believes in the heritability of intelligence so they think you know it, it, you can you can pass it down which is you know completely fucking stupid if you talk to anybody that's ever studied iq you know see james flynn as an example um but he got caught um he, he he announced to the world that he has a secret child with his stepdaughter yeah you heard that right uh errol musk uh, Basically made it known that he does have a he he had an affair with his stepdaughter, which is fucking disgusting.
0: He's hooking up with his stepdaughter.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh I mean, my goodness! And he's
1: using the same kind of uh, inner logic as Musk. It's like he believes in uh, having him as much kids as possible. That's God. part of his argument.
0: Yeah. What is a matter with that family? Jeez, Louise! Oh my. It's
1: just it's just what they use as an excuse. I bet he got caught doing this and he was like, Oh shit, what am I gonna say? Oh, I know my son was caught with all these extramarital affairs recently. Uh, so I'm gonna just say the same thing and link it to him and make it like it's some kind of fifth dimensional Jedi trick. But in real life there's just, you know, horny pigs that are having sex with anybody they have an opportunity to, and that's what happened. I mean he had sex with a coworker, he exposed himself to a allegedly to a person in an airplane, and now his father's story came out but i i think not just his indiscretion yeah, I, the, I, I, yeah. I,
0: Go ahead. I have a quote from um the what's it called uh, elon musk's father he yeah. said in response to him having a second child with his stepdaughter he said the only thing we are on earth for is to reproduce wow so this 76 year old man is having a second child with his thirty-five-year-old stepdaughter.
1: Yeah, it's 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 gross. It's 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 fucking gross. And um, I, it just, it's, I don't know really
0: where to go from there because there's not much to say other than how disgusting it is. Well, I mean, that's what's interesting is like uh, this is why you can't give so people just as a policy, you just can't give one person too much money and power because they're gonna start doing weird ass shit. Like, Elon Musk's father probably has a much bigger ego than Elon. He is like, I am here to reproduce. I am part of the master race. I gotta, you know, spread my good genetics. I'm rich and wealthy and powerful. Uh, You know, I'm not like all the other rubes and the peasants. Uh, So it's just weird that, you know, his whole family's got this whole reproduction kind of eugenics thing going on and it is any way re- related to the fact they grew up in South Africa apartheid South Africa do you think there's anything to do with the fact that maybe because they were part of like this white ethno state that was like dominating an underclass of black people uh you
1: know I think that's a f-
0: borderline you know, eugenics, Nazi-level ideas.
1: No, I think that's a fascinating idea that's interesting to think about. Like, how much was that of an interplay with uh, his choice and his idea of breeding? That's very fascinating. Um, I mean, that's kind of what I thought, honestly, when I heard it. But I just think what's really going on is that there's just sexual opportunists that will stop at nobody to, uh, I mean to have sex with, you know, they're they, just.
0: They, they have all the money in the world. Why well, don't they just, you know, pay for it?
1: No, because I think they want kids too. I think that's a little bit of, about it too. They, you know, yeah, they, they want to make as many kids as possible too. So it has to do with both, uh, I think. It's not just about the sex. I mean, he totally did screw over his best friend, but you know, there's also this other story that I found it quite fascinating. To, I mean, to look into the inner circle of Musk and see what's going on behind uh, the closed doors, because you know, famously, the guy says he sold all his earthly possessions and he has no home. Truthfully, yeah, he's living in his course. yeah, yeah. Truthfully, he's selling. He's, he's living in his billionaire friend's house in Texas, in in a guest house that's probably the size of um, you know, uh, fifty standard homes in America, and he's in there um, staying up late at night. Uh, having discussions with some guy, some uh, friend of his who's talking to him about a philosophy in life. And um, he's been um, that guy has been slowly working into his inner circle and convincing him to give him $25 billion to manage uh, on his behalf. And he's, that's causing a lot of, you know, inner Kurt, um drama between so him. This, and guy the other taking,
0: this guy is taking Elon Musk's
1: money. Yes. Yes. Elon Musk is, uh, you know, he's the famously the least philanthropic person that's a billionaire. But,
0: but also, okay. he doesn't care about money. Apparently, his supporters. No, say. he
1: doesn't. He's yeah. he hasn't. He doesn't care at all about money. The guy is, you know, he, that's not what he's about. He's about solving problems. Obviously.
0: Yes, the richest yeah. man in the world, of course. Yeah.
1: He just he's like, how do I solve that problem? And if money happens, he, he you know, it happens. But this guy's a secret. Only
0: poor people need
1: yes obviously very big brain very big brain take. He's, you know he's just he's just such a fucking genius so he's famously he's a sheepskate when it comes to philanthropy but i think there is a certain 25 billion dollar fund he has that's meant to be pledged into um charitable givings after he passes um but you know we know about these uh charities that they're not exactly You don't really solve anything, to be honest. Uh, A lot of these billionaire philanthropies are just bullshit. And
0: and for some reason, some of these people that run these charities have a weird way of being able to enrich themselves massively while running these charities. I mean, mean, there
1: was a good article a while back, which I kind of lost to time, that basically said uh, a century of philanthropies have been useless in solving problems, except for like one or two exceptions. Uh, Famous exceptions. Um, uh, It's, you know, because at the end of the day, you need government scale to solve problems. It's why Musk can't really build a space program that's not living off... um
2: government contracts
1: yeah yeah because he doesn't have the scale all he's doing is saying hey instead of funding nasa nasa going up to space pay me and i'll go up to space and i'll do what nasa pay me does. and
0: i'll steal the technology and just you
1: know and i'll post the scientists and i'll take you know th- a, th- a bunch of stuff on top i mean that's kind of why you do a space program if you're a billionaire it's more about government contracts and trying to use that um, is a very lucrative thing, you know. Uh, even Melinda Gates, one time, she was talking about her sh- uh, uh, her charity, and she said, you know, charities—they're not exactly for solving the problem. They're kind of—I'm paraphrasing, of course. Uh, they're kind of for piloting solutions that we then take to the government, and the government solves because you can't—you just don't have the scalability. You do um with um governments governments are massive they have huge resources and manpower to be able to solve something a private charity can't do that much there's they're mostly for pr for people and actually a lot in a lot of times just to be frank they actually do more harm than good um like um sometimes just giving money to local organizations um can solve problems much better than setting up like even 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 this um charities where they send a bunch of uh, mostly you know empathetic college kids to developing countries and like, we're going to build a well or we're going to build a pipe. You know, you could just pay the that money would be much better instead of using college kids as labor. you know obviously they're not going to be that sophisticated in it or that good. They could just give it to the local people to build the pipes. They would be much more effective and much more and it would create jobs.
0: Well, part of the problem or the thing is though, is the point of sending those kids to go over there to do it is, you know so those kids feel better about themselves well.
1: and that's mostly what it's about right it's about you feeling better for billionaires it's mostly about honestly saying don't take our money away because we're, or, i mean it goes back to the gospel of wealth it goes back to um carnegie his whole argument is that you know don't tax me get, uh, we build charities we build uh, and the money should go to us because if we give it to the poor's you're gonna spend all the money on coping with capitalism by drinking. I mean, they're gonna be spending it on drinking and not uh, and b- b- hire, you know hiring sex workers. So instead, give it to us so we can be
0: the people who and we can drink and hire sex workers with all yeah, of our money.
1: Yes, and we can build libraries and mm-hmm. you know and stuff to kind of whitewash what we're doing. And that's kind of how you know that's why even like Bill Gates. I think he got serious about his charity as soon as. um the government started talking about breaking it up, anti-monopolistic. Uh, no,
0: bre- breaking up Microsoft, basically. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. What did I say? I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Uh. uh so he, uh, his Microsoft was going to get, uh, trust busted. Yeah. And it's funny when you ask, uh, Gates about it, still is salty about it. There was a recent interview where he got pretty upset. Uh, talking about, like, oh, the government overstepping their authority, their boundaries. I don't think they made the right decision. This is Bill Gates, who used to be synonymous with the idea of a ruthless, evil businessman. And it, it's really amazing how well he's been able to completely Transform clean his up, image. Yeah, clean up his image.
1: Well, I even think uh, uh, Warren Buffett recently. You know, another problem about this pledge idea, right, is that I'm going to pledge all these resources to solving problems is that a lot of times, these organizations that they're creating have very little oversight by the public. They're kind of like a private um a private force that kind of and remember, in memory. a lot of the solutions of the Gates Foundation are his own crazy ideas. They're not necessarily even good for the public. You know, he doesn't like teachers' unions. He backs the charter school movement. It's whatever the hell he thinks is a good solution. Uh, and a lot of times it's actually like how many teachers are losing their jobs because schools have to split their uh, districts have to split their resources between charter schools and public schools. You know it's tremendously inefficient. And also, talk about what Bill Gates did to the global health sector by his foundation and stopping um, patent patents being broken for life-saving cures.
0: I mean, you know, famously, he prevented the uh, coronavirus vaccine from being released for free.
1: Yeah, and we could have probably solved it much earlier. Now we're you know we're back up to two hundred thousand cases of infection. And we have a new variant, and a thousand cases a day. I mean, a thousand people are dying a day, and it's all because you know one man didn't want to break a fucking patent because he didn't want to put it in the public's mind that patents should be broken. You know, that's sacrosanct with his power. Is that patents must be protected at all costs?
0: Well, he. Uh, uh, what, what I think is interesting too is uh, you know I I didn't think we were going to cover it this episode, but uh, just a little thing about the James Webb Telescope. Not a lot of oh, people yeah. know, um, you know, that telescope that took those pretty sick pictures of the of the universe. It's a very high quality, uh, you know, fancy telescope. Um, and what not a lot of people know is that the telescope was actually supposed to be finished back in like 2010, 2009. But the contract went over time by like 11 years. And one of the things that happened was is that the contract was set up in a way that every year that it took um, Northrop Grumman, uh, a defense contractor, to build that telescope, they would get paid money. And so it obviously set up a weird perverse incentive where the longer they take to build this telescope, the more money they got paid. And the telescope actually didn't really start getting finished um, until NASA actually got pissed off and sent their own scientists to oversee the project. And I just love how, um, you know, once the telescope is, is uh, completed, you know, Northrop Grumman's able to come out and say, look at all the new technology we developed. We did such a great job. We're amazing. They could take all the credit. Meanwhile, you know, NASA is just, you know, they get to go uh, hide in their little holes and uh, pretend that it was all the private sector that built the telescope instead of the NASA engineers and scientists.
1: No, you know, famously in America, um, the way we do research here is that the public sector, the government and universities funds all the research through government grants. And then once it becomes profitable, you know, it's almost the same for most of our industries. Uh, we turn it over to the private sector, We're like have fun there, kiddo, make as much money as possible. Don't even think about paying taxes on this. You know, you're a fucking innov- innovative geniuses. And it's that's just how they. Funnel, you know, taxpayers put up all the risk of researching these um, technologies for decades. And they're completely unprofitable. You know, you have computers is a famous example. The airplane is a famous example. You know, originally when the airplanes came out, the um, there was a bunch of private entrepreneurs who tried to make it work, but it was just not profitable enough. You know, airplanes were so inefficient and so lousy that they couldn't even work. So, you know, what famously happened is that the government said, you know, well, we're going to subsidize the airline industry. And we're going to let the post office fly commercial, um, you know, parcels through the air, And that way, you know, we will create a reason to build airplanes and create a reason to, you know, develop this industry. And that after, you know, years of doing that, they figured out how to make airplanes fly far enough, fast enough, efficiently enough that they could be feasible for commercial travel. And then they said, OK, well, now we'll just give it to the private sector. Have fun, kiddo. Yeah. So, yeah, government overruns is no surprise uh, uh, when it comes to something like the James Webb uh, telescope. I mean, you think about that fighter jet that they built that took them a decade to uh, the, uh, get together. Not
0: the F-16, the, F, uh, the F-35, the F I think. I think it's the, the, the
1: latest one. Yeah, it's com- completely yeah. useless. Doesn't really work and cost like, what, $2 trillion to fund some outrageous amount of money, and uh, it was des- deliberately designed to be... They didn't p- build it to be put together the most efficiently. It was put together... They built factories where it was smart politically. It was a bunch of congressmen and senators they knew um, would have to keep funding this project, famously, because if they voted against it, it means that their districts would lose those factories, and uh, that would cost lots of jobs.
0: I mean, I think the F-35 apparently has cost, like, $2 trillion. And, yeah. you know, I keep hearing some weird stuff about it because I keep hearing, oh, you know, it flies, it doesn't fly, it works, it doesn't work. It Like, I hear that it fucking doesn't even work, and then I also will hear a uh, General come out and say, this is the most amazing piece of technology ever, you know, the most innovative thing uh, that has ever been designed in the entire history of the world. And I think the F-35... Is coming to uh, uh, you know, roughly two trillion dollars. They're getting close to two trillion dollars. That's almost as much that we printed during uh, you know, under Trump for uh, stimulus money. I thought thought it would cost,
1: I thought it cost inflation. I don't understand how can they spend two trillion dollars and not cost inflation?
0: Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I thought uh, giving poor people checks was causing all this uh, inflation. It's still funny, I still hear people. Complaining
1: about how nobody wants to work, and no, you
0: I see, yeah. these are so high,
1: yeah, which is ridiculous. I mean, I don't know how long they think a two thousand dollars check is going to last people if they think it's still the reason why. I mean, it's just it's just it's always recognized that you know the idea of giving doing the same kind of subsidizing the poor or the middle class or the working class, it's you know somehow bad economically It's always been used as a a, a way to prevent um stuff. Uh, you know, uh, uh, populist social mo- uh, uh, economic policies that could benefit everybody. Like, oh, if you do, you'll cause inflation. Oh, if you do, you'll cause inflation. So that's what they're trying to batter in our head because we just spent trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars and they're trying to give people a negative connotation with um, spending, government programs that help ordinary people. Although I don't think it's going to work. I think it's just kind of a, like a, a thing they can say but it's, it has no factual bearing in reality that the spending caused inflation. Recently, that's not what—that's not what's being reported. As we all know now, it's mostly the corporations. I mean, a lot of it has to do with shortages because shutting down and turning on the economy and limited goods. But it really has to do with a bunch of retailers, especially the people who set the prices, are setting prices extra high because they can get away with it because there's shortages. They can say, "Well, there's not that many, so we're just going to artificially set it high to make up any money." And a lot of this is trying to making up all the profits they lost during the COVID era and trying to recoup it. That's why right now you see a bunch of retail places in America trying to renegotiate uh, deals with supply chains to kind of lower the prices is because they know they know the reason why prices are going up is because the the, the price negotiations are uh, they're just taking whatever prices suppliers are giving them. So they know where where inflation is coming from. It's not coming from all of a sudden the magical money to cause things to go up. It's it's going up because they can get away with it. We don't have price controls in this country, other countries. What you do if, let's say, bread goes up, okay, let's say that the bread merchants or the grain merchants, if you will, start increasing the price of grain to make everything go up. You know, what happens there is that the government can say, fuck you, I'm going to release the grain supply. We're going to have a strategic uh, amount of grain that we're going to keep. And anytime the price goes too high, we're going to start just uh, dumping it into the market and make the price go back down. That's kind of what we're doing with uh, the with government with oil right now. But that's like the only thing we do. That's how other governments control prices, right? But we don't believe in that because we think that's anti-free market.
0: It's actually uh, very communist and evil to do price controls. And, and it's funny because it's like France, you know, well-known communist Soviet bloc country, France, recently nationalized their entire gas industry. And, and I would love if we were in America. Because everyone keeps asking about like, oh, what can we do about gas prices? You know, is there anything that could be done? And, you know, gas might be like $4 a gallon right now in some states. And Biden was talking about a couple months ago, uh, oh, we're going to get rid of the gas tax. But the gas tax is only like 10 cents of the price of gas. The obvious problem is the amount of money that the companies are charging for it. So it's like the only solution to fucking lower gas prices is price controls or nationalizing the gas industry and, and we
1: yeah, you know and we know why and we know why gas is going so just 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 to quickly interject here 50 percent of the reason why inflation is going up is actually fuel costs uh which is the overwhelming reason why Because the
0: united states is extremely reliant on gas
1: yes and that's a lot of everything absolutely our whole, we have one of probably the most inefficient um um, of a grid when it comes to it's it's made to waste as much fossil fuels as possible because the alien reptiles of leaders want to make the climate as suitable to their homeland you know but it's 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 just inefficient as fuck you know we don't have meaningful ways to get around other than drive in this country so that's like 50 percent of the reason why inflation is going up especially in the west and let's be honest there's a lot of countries around the world that are not able to export into our markets because of our policies Venezuela, Iran, Libya, uh, all these countries that are kind of blocked off from adding to the global uh, chains, so that's creating a shortage, and now Russia too, and that's also a reason why, so now, you know, gas prices have been going down, by the way, so inflation should be going down, I, I, I doubt we're going to, I would love to hear what the right's going to say about why inflation's going down, I, I really want to, I don't think they're going to mention it, they're probably just going to completely ignore it.
0: Well, it's just weird because we're in such a weird state um, where, you know, things are getting like things are becoming more expensive. People are having a harder time living a normal life. And the government is just completely and the political parties are just completely ineffective. Like um, I remember reading about how a bunch of the uh, uh, some of the Republican strategists who uh, were talking about abortion you know, making it, uh, you know, getting rid of Roe v. Wade, that they were surprised with the lack of the response from the Democratic Party. And, you know, in much of the United States, abortion has been made illegal. And uh, it seems like we're just going to deal with it. Like, th- there's not, we're not going to save abortion. We're just going to deal with it. And uh, this is how things are going to be. And yeah. I really, no, thought, we, really thought, yeah, I think I said before that I thought that, uh, you know Bo- uh, Roe v. Wade being struck down—that it really could cause a pro- mass protest larger than Black Lives well, Matter. It ha- there there has. It been doesn't ha- seem like it did.
1: Well, there are large protests, but let's be let's let's make it clear. Like the reason why Black Lives Matter got so much protest is because a lot of people are just cooped up inside their houses looking at social media. A bunch of people are much busier now. That's probably why they hurried up to open up the economy as fast as possible, is because they realized that people are going to the streets and protesting, and that's being very disruptive. I mean, those black guys' protests were massive in scale, like unheard of in American politics, the biggest in our history. So right now we're going back to our normal working days, and not everyone's paying attention. So it's much harder to take some time off, especially... If you're busy from work and you come home, you're not going to be like, I want to go to a protest. But there has been protests. But no, I don't think the Democrats are going to do anything. We're basically making the conclusion that everybody hates... Um, we're going to just divide this country into two states. There's going to be red states and blue states. What happens in red states are going to be completely up to them. You Christian know, I mean...
0: Christian <laughs> Christian nationalist fascist hellholes.
1: There's, there's been a war on... There's been a... a there's been an attempt by the Supreme Court to complete. You know, it's been spanning for decades to kind of bring everything back to the states and not to the federal government. And it's not because their status, right, or they believe in states' rights. It's nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact that um, states, okay, I'm talking about American states, are not that. or uh, don't have the ability to stand up to corporate power in the same way the federal government does. So, anything that. Um, like for instance, if California, if if, uh, tells, if Elon Musk wakes up one day and says, "I don't like how California is treating me," he can just pick up his headquarters and move to a different state. And then you know, like he can bully, he can attempt to bully California, although it didn't work in his case to kind of get his way. And California has to be like either play ball, give them what they want, or you know, it, 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 Musk can say, "I don't want any unions in California." You know, I don't want, I don't want any kind of thing that. Um that helps. Uh, you know, that, that, that takes any money from me. Yeah. Or I don't want any public transportations. I want to sell Teslas. You know, unless the public transportation is buying a Tesla, okay? That goes underground. I don't want to see a bus or a goddamn fucking tram in this state. He can say that and you know, states have to listen to him. Otherwise he can move. You know, California's a little bit of a bigger sector. Now the federal government is much difficult, much more difficult because the federal government, if they say fuck you, Musk is out of luck. He can't do anything about it. So there's a reason why, there's a very anti-corporate way why they're, they believe that states should, um, you know, all regulatory power should go to states because they don't want the federal government to have regulations over them. So they don't have to have that, the great big daddy stick of the state, the and then they believe that this, the federal government should only exist in, uh, sub- you know, supplying the military. That should be the only reason why we have uh, federal government is to protect my business properties overseas and my interests that's where we're at right now that's why there's been a war on the supreme court for the last 60 60- i mean a war on the federal government for the last 60 years by by the right
0: you know oh well brian i think we're gonna wrap it up but do you have anything positive to leave people off with
1: oh Fuckboy island season two is out on hbo max we should definitely do an episode on it uh in Hell yeah. to- i'm serious i love dating
0: shows me too oh, yeah. it's fun Let's, oh, yeah. uh, let's let's
1: do let's do a fun episode next time. This is kind of dense, but I think it was a good episode. But I think we should do a fun one. Maybe talk about some TV shows or uh, movies.
0: Good idea. Well, guys, thank you for listening, and please follow us on Twitter at RealBigBrain. Big uh, Subscribe, hit the bell, whatever for the Big Brain Chungus podcast. We have a YouTube channel. We are on SoundCloud, we're on Twitter, we're on Spotify. You're listening to us somehow? Just follow, message us, like our shit, send money. Continue sending us messages, we appreciate them. Yes. All right.